It's a Catholic. This is Taylor Stroll, your host, coming to you live. Not live. Definitely not live. <laughs> uh, in the Red Sea Radio Studios Liar. in Bryan College Station, Texas, where it is currently below freezing. Wrong. I want to tell you that again, in case you missed it. It is. I am in Texas. And it is below freezing. It is in the afternoon. Like every now and then it's below freezing at like right. four in the if morning. You wake up and right. but Texas completely forgot it's March. I, and I'm and I'm very angry it's rude about this. Is why. It, it's very, very like I mean, come on, weather. I'm mad at you, Mr. Weather. Same. Okay. Pretty sure it's mother nature. So you know that I coach the track team at St. Joseph's. I right? do, indeed. Uh we had practice today. Ooh. And it was 28 degrees during practice. Mm. I was compared by our wonderful student athletes. They said, we're going to run inside, right? And I said, no. Mm-mm. No, we're not going to run inside. Mm. We're going outside because we're human beings. Grooming you to be men. This is hard and I don't like it. Yeah, that's life, okay? Yeah. And we're probably going to have a track meet. That's going to be really cold. I need to prepare exactly. for that. Exactly. That's the that's real right. reason, right? Um, they, you know what they called me today? They called you a name? They did. I'm dying to know what they called you. They called. They compared me to Hitler. Oh. They called me Hitler for having them. That run. is harsh. And I looked them straight in the eye, and I said, "You have a very skewed version of history." <laughs> Ready, set, go. And then they ran away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I boxed in an old warehouse, and so I was out in the cold working fiercely this morning as well in the elements. I mean, technically it was in a warehouse, but it certainly didn't have heat. It was boxing. I have so many follow-up questions that I don't know which one to start with. Well, Which type of, what do you mean boxed? I mean like gloves on, biceps flexed, fists up, defending my face, boxing. I really thought you were going to do that whole setup. Arms up, <laughs> biceps clenched, and picking things up and putting them in boxes and then taping them shut. <laughs> that would have been really good. So wait, See, what... Taylor, you can be really funny sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Was so was this was this a class or did you attack someone? Did someone attack you? Why were you in a warehouse? <laughs> Fair. So I am taking a new boxing class and it's in downtown Bryan. It's called Unleashed Boxing and it's the real deal. And I get together at 5.30 a.m. and I do a lot of complaining while I box because I don't like to suffer in silence. I whine a lot when I'm physically exerting myself. That's per- I'm perfectly fine with that because yeah. when I suffer, I want to box people, mm-hmm. but I'm not in a boxing no, class. It's good. I'm just walking yeah. around my normal day. Yeah. No, it's good. It's um, It gets out a lot of angst and it's great. It's a great workout. Did that prepare you for today's show? Are you feeling lively? <laughs> Did you get punched in the face today? I got all my angst out this morning, so now I can be pleasant with you. <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, you seem wonderful right now. <laughs> you should get punched in the face more often. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I introduced you. This is Allison Sullivan, everybody. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. <laughs> uh, so it's very cold. I was called Hitler today. So uh, I also realized at the end of last week's show mm-hmm. that I jinxed myself. How so? I, I, I don't listened. think that's a Catholic thing, but I don't have a better word for it. So I apologize okay. to the eight traditional people still listening. <laughs> um, I... I I don't know what I, I either I jinxed myself or I lied. Whichever you want to believe, I'm perfectly fine with. Okay. Uh, I told everybody last week mm-hmm. that a bishop was coming on the show this week. So they're really disappointed to hear my voice. No, right no, 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 no. Because oh, they, they, they wouldn't hear them until 18 minutes. Sure. Um, 
not the, to co-host with you, but as your guest. Right, right, right. Got no it. one cares about you. They care about the bishop. Yes. Um, so, Duh. you know, I, I take that back. Ever since we did this co-hosting thing, yeah. people like you people more than they like me. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's okay. It's kind of like when your kids really love a babysitter. You know, it's like you're just kind of old hat and they're used to you. But, you know, if a tornado comes, they're going to jump in your lap, not the babysitter's. Right. And, and dad's over here doing all the work. The babysitter just comes <laughs> in and has fun for an hour. Sure, yeah. Doesn't prepare anything for the show. No. That's, but here's, here's the thing, though. You make me very nervous when you come on to the show. You want to hear why? I do. Because I love intimidating you. <laughs> yes, it's it's what you're best at. I, I, I've never been to any sort of like counseling. Uh, obviously, I mean, you've heard me on the show, right? Might I recommend? <laughs> you're like, I know three. And I I can I yeah. can send you over two. Uh, I've also never been interrogated, mm-hmm. but in both of those situations, mm-hmm. I've seen them on television, and obviously, everything on TV is real. Yeah. Uh, Everyone takes notes during that entire conversation. Sure, and they're like, looking at you skeptically while they write. That's exactly what mm-hmm. you do. During they're maintaining every show. eye contact while writing. <laughs> right, you're like you're just writing notes. Yeah, all throughout. You have this. Yeah. You have this. Uh, I don't know what this is called. It has paper, a, a leaflet. It's because I won't a notebook be caught off guard by you, Taylor. I refuse. So I, I make little notes as you go, and I'm like, oh, I could say that. What was the name of your boyfriend when you were 17? Uh, Rob Banzoff. Why didn't you stay with him? Uh, we went to separate colleges. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He you went to he went to North Carolina. Where's this going? <laughs> I was just seeing if I could throw you off. Um, <laughs> you said I can't be thrown off by you, and you played that very well. Yeah. One point. What else for do you want to know? I'm an open book. <laughs> I lack discretion. Actually, this is why radio terrifies me. I have lo- a very loose filter. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, we we play this game every now and then where I. Uh, I just come in and people are people are talking and then all of a sudden I just oh dang it it's not it didn't it's not work. on yes there you go <laughs> so every now and then when you're talking to I'm make it gonna, seem like I cussed yeah there you go yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I did not cuss y'all so yeah I said the bishop Yet. was going to come on oh okay right and bishop, and bishop. I and I lied um, but I'm I'm really glad we got to know Rob a hold little on bit. <laughs> sure all did this. you intentionally lie. No, no, no. I thought he was coming on this oh, week. That's not a lie. But he was scheduled for the next. It's a jinx, you've decided. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, very much so. No, you okay. did not intentionally mislead people. But I, but I did it anyway. True that. So I just wanted to clear that up from the beginning. Okay. Uh, because, you know. I call you blameless. So does Jesus. Thank you very much. <laughs> you and that Jesus. does not mean sinless. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jesus are. Wait, how can I be. That's just what it says. It doesn't say sinless. It just says blameless. You teach me something new every time you come on. <laughs> I can't wait for this this final segment today. You, you're gonna. It's one of those other people love when you get on your like your soapbox. I don't which, have a soapbox. Before today. we even move for, oh, you're about to. No, I'm gonna I make do, it no, I really don't. So I, I really don't. What? I'm out of soapboxes. I don't know what a, I know what the metaphor is, mm-hmm. but I don't know what a soapbox is. I know, yeah. Why were people like boxes of swab well, that in, people stood on? No, no, no. In the old days, like you know, town square, they would they needed height. It was like a stage of sorts, so they would bring their soapbox and they would stand on it while they gave a speech, and like, then like a box of soap. Yeah, like an old wooden box that I suppose delivered soap to your door when you were in need of cleaning. I don't know. But listen, they would turn it upside down and they would stand on it 
and then they would either preach the word or they would admonish you or something very loudly that would draw a crowd, but they Sounds were like above the I'd crowd. Out. Yes, I agree. I love how well, now we have microphones. Qu- you answered that question at like you were an ex like you were an expert. <laughs> and how I said the question was I understand the metaphor, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the actual soapbox. You went on this long soliloquy about the metaphor. And then you said, oh, the actual soapbox, no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that part. <laughs> you know what? So, you... so I'm telling you things you already knew is what you're telling me. That's what Catholic radio is. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. No, but it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's the same thing. It's like there's we need reminders, pe- though. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I mean. Tell me. A, tell me a homily that you have heard recently where you learned something. New. Right. But yeah. most of the time when there's a good one, which. How often is that? That's a whole other topic that I've talked about extensively on other podcasts. Find them at fortecatholic.com. I'm surprised people aren't really mad at you about that. Do you get any pushback about that? Oh, no, because everyone agrees Because everyone with agrees me. with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. But like good homilies or good talks or good what like whatever. Yeah, just good teaching. It's like it, it reminds you of things and often the Holy Spirit works in yeah. that. It's like, you know what? That spoke directly to me today. Yeah. And it's like he didn't write it for you. But, you know, as a writer, a neat compliment there's some neat feedback that you get from time to time is, oh, you said just what I've always wanted to say, what I feel and have never been able to put into words. And that's a beautiful thing to, you know, to share that with people. But I think the real job of a writer is to say things that people aren't already thinking, like to say things that they haven't thought of yet. And that's that's tough. That's rough. So it's the same in teaching. It's interesting because we were just talking about that the other day. Like I love being I love thinking that we are the first people to ever do anything. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to like media, like what we're doing right now, right. and keeping it fresh. Like we, the one that cracks me up is a few months ago. We had a multi-week conversation about me fighting an elephant. Yes, like there has never, ever been a Catholic radio show that talked about never been done a, a person fighting an elephant. Nope. Like there have been thousands of years like hundreds of that i don't know science we talk, you know like there's there's been a lot of people for a lot of time okay yeah not one of them has ever been on a on a radio show talking You're about just faith breaking the and, mold all yeah, over the place absolutely. taylor so we we do a lot of reminding we all need to be reminded of things we already know because it's like you know you are you are uh, supposed to follow the commandments you know but you're supposed to live a life for the jesus but <laughs> Like sometimes you don't do that, and you need to be reminded. Remember, not that there's profound. That next darn tootin' boy, you need to listen here, woman. I, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Uh, I was in the mass the other day. This is what we're gonna talk about today. I was in the mass, and uh, I was listening listening to the book of Sirach. You, you heard of that book? I have. You, you, uh, back back when you were one in Protestants, you never had heard of that book because it ain't it ain't in their Bible. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so I was listening to the book of Sirach because that was our our, oh, really? our, fir- our first reading in mass. Okay. And I was listening because I didn't have my children with me. So it, it said when it's... Isn't that great? Oh, it was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, also, they're all... Like my entire family is all very sick. Pray for them. So mm. now I'm like, this was an amazing moment, but it was because of something not very good. My whole family's sick. Like me... Oh, like the ladies are all sick. Yeah. Me and Christopher are just like... Like Salem. we've just been bunkered down in the TV room. That's bro time. Oh yeah, for sure. It's been great. Played a lot of Pokemon. Last week, one of my kids got stuck under the pew in front of me, meowing. So, yeah, kids in mass. 
literally meowing. Like, was was said meow. child meowing meow. before they got stuck? Or, like, they got stuck and they were like, I saw a cat in this situation once. I need to meow and then I'll get meow. out of it. I don't know. Simultaneous. Meow. <laughs> How long did this go on? I mean, she was stuck. So it went on longer than I needed it to. That's for sure. Now I need to know even more. Like, how long did this no, take? No, you lo- had a point to make about Ciroc. Let's get to the word. Is it Ciroc or Ciroc? Well, I don't know. Ciroc- Are you like my husband who says syrup? No, it's syrup. Can we say syrup? Ciroc is a type of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't be- think that's true. No, it is. Cir- Ciroc, I think it's made by P. Diddy or Puff Daddy. Oh, that's C-I-R-O-C. But that's exactly I- how you say it. It is a vodka. Ciroc. Yeah, but... So, so I didn't learn anything with that this weekend. <laughs> More of a whiskey guy. But uh, Ciroc. Yeah. Uh, it says when a sieve is shaken. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what a sieve is, sieve is but mm-hmm. I can use my context clues with the rest of this. Look at you. When the, a sieve is shaken, mm-hmm. the husks appear. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard sentence to say. Sieve is shaken, the husks appear. So do one's fault when one speaks. Essentially, I was like... Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I do for a living? I speak. Won't quit talking. I will not quit talking for a living. <laughs> Everyone used to tell me to be quiet, and now they give me money to do it. So Were you take in trouble? that fourth grade teacher that sent me out of the classroom all what the time. What was her name? Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in trouble a lot in school? Oh, all the time. Really? Like... I was one of those good kids that got kicked out all the time. Okay, yeah. So teachers liked you, but they needed to have some parameters. Yeah, because I just never shut up. Mm -hmm. So I was terrified by this because essentially whatever a sieve is, it gets shaken Mm -hmm. and then the things inside appear, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So so does one's faults when one speaks. Mm -hmm. So you've been around me for quite some time. You've heard me speak for quite some time. Mm -hmm. What are my faults, Miss Sullivan? Well, so if you have this idea of shaking things and then like say the good stuff is kind of falling through these holes, but then you have this stuff that doesn't doesn't fall through. And so you kind of that's what's left. You're kind of seeing that. I think that any time you put a lot of content out there, you know, Scripture talks about, you know, beware of false teachers. Well, I think we're, we can all be a false teacher. I mean, I don't, you know, I think that we're really quick to start pointing fingers going, heretic, heretic, heretic. I mean, I think that we can all make mistakes when we talk for a living. So I think it's just a call to like be prayerful and be led by a Holy Spirit and not get out in front of him. Um, you, since you're asking me to tell you what your faults are, which a, I'm really a, uncomfortable doing, I, I Taylor. I was about to say, you are, you are running for office because you're right? not answering the question that, at all. But was it good, though? Should <laughs> oh, I run? Very good. Like Sullivan Stroll 2020. Yes! Fist bump. It. We'll get a lot of votes because because uh, I would be a f- super fun vice president, and and like you're pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I'm not really comfortable talking about your faults, Taylor. I, I honestly, it's just so hard be, for you to think of any, right? Honestly, like to be clear, <laughs> I mean nothing's like coming to mind. Okay, I'll tell you this in in honesty. So my show. I also have a podcast, Center State Sister, and my show has a different feel than yours. Like, I feel like we come here and 
you know, we're pretty silly and lighthearted. We're making Catholicism fun again, right? And my show really gets, not that your show doesn't go deep, but my show gets there quicker maybe or something. And so I was excited to have you on. Like I've been needing to have you on as a Sinner Saint brother for a really long time. And we've talked about this for a long time. And you've been a wonderful fan of the show. You helped me so much. And you actually listen to the show, which is so nice. But I was like, I am curious to see if Taylor comes and does my show the way he does his, or if he is going to adapt to my show. You totally came in and you did Center Saint Brother. And that was so fun for me to, to see you versatile. I really loved that, but then also appreciated it. Like it felt very respectful because I was anticipating you coming on and being 100% Taylor Schroll. And I would love that because I love Taylor Schroll, but I loved seeing your versatility too. So I just complimented you instead of telling you. What. <laughs> I've been over here laughing the whole time. Like this is very, very nice. So I and refu- also the exact opposite of what of I what asked you asked. You I this is me defying you yet again. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. That's, that's fine. It's it's perfectly fine. Good. So anyway, uh, like I think not only you, but I think our listeners know what some of my faults are. What I've been well, I've been very vocal about some of them on the air. I mean, I would not have muted Mary Bielski. That's just me. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> you totally muted her. Wow. I don't remember this. Uh, <laughs> but I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I just don't remember doing that. Uh, so what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to uh, a Canadian person. I'm not sh- still not quite sure if Canada exists, but we're going to talk to him anyway. We're going to try to get to the bottom of that. But we're going to talk about... Like, Canadia. We're going to talk about Canadia. Yeah, Canadia. You've never heard of this? <laughs> We're not sure if it exists, but it's re- it might be real. We're going to talk to Patrick Sullivan, who's an evangelist out of there, and uh, see if it's real. We're going to talk about some secular TV shows, nice. trying to find God in that. But in our final segment, Allison, I'm ready. I put out uh, over the last couple of days uh, a question to the audience of what I should do for Lent. We're gonna, we're gonna go through some of that, see if they can see some of my uh, I love it. some of my little flaws here. So that's what we're going to be doing in our final segment. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Forte Catholic for our second segment of the day. Once again, I'm surprised that my co-host hasn't left me. That surprises me every week. I'm here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're also joined by a, a by a man who claims to be from Canada. We're not quite sure if Canada exists. I think that Patrick exists because I can see him on the other side of this iPad. Albeit in space. But Patrick is in space. Before we even get to know Patrick, we have to talk about this because we're using this thing called Zoom where we can all see each other and talk to each other. And yet you, my friend, are surrounded by a space background. Please explain to us why this is. Well, Canada is up. So (laughs) what that means, I think, is that we're in space and you're not. On a, on a technological level, I have no idea what my background <laughs> is spatial and yours is... Was that really not intentional? I can be witty. Canadians are witty. <laughs> I, I don't think like, he's being witty. It's I think celestial. This is, it's celestial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's the author. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I like it. The closest oh, you've got to I think I just messed up the technology. That's all that happened there. Hmm. So I'll figure it out. After the show, of course. After the show. After we're done. <laughs> we'll, we'll be good in about 18 minutes. We'll be very, very That's good and prepared right. for this interview. 
Um, your audience will love that. Okay, so your name is Patrick Sullivan. Tell tell us a little bit about who that is, because uh, we don't we don't hear about Canadians often because they're like fictional characters. Well, that's because we work out of igloos, so it makes <laughs> things difficult. Uh, my name is Patrick Sullivan. I I still go by that name. Um, my job in the church is basically to be a Catholic evangelist to find ways to evangelize the culture, and that takes on many forms. So. Very often I'm leading retreat missions, the traditional stuff, retreat missions, conferences, teaching courses on the scriptures. But I also have the added challenges. I have to find ways to reach the baptized wherever they are. And this is what has led me to basically analyze the newest, the craziest, the most scandalous shows you've ever heard of out there in the secular world. So that's part of my job. I cannot claim that because I'm trying to be a saint, and I am, and I know you guys are, that I can't go there. As an evangelist, it's my job to go there. And it's my job, just like in a war, to bring the wounded back out again. Hmm. So let's get that on the table first. If we're going to have an audience, maybe you have someone call and say, ah, Catholics shouldn't even go. Hey, that's great. You shouldn't. If it's going to lead you to sin, don't go there. Right. But I'm an evangelist. I have to go there. I'm the soldier on the battlefield being tasked with pulling people out of the fire. So I want that up right at the forefront, right at the beginning. I am giving a thumbs up back to you because that's my job. That's my job. So as we get into the shows today and your audience wants to know about, well, what shows should a Catholic watch? Look, first and foremost, I'm going to be talking about the shows that are already in the muck and mire. I'm not going to be saying, here's a great show and everyone's praying all the time. That's not what people are watching. Right. And if you don't believe me, I was talking to a friend the other day he said, Patrick, I worry for your soul because I know you want to be a saint, but you're watching all this garbage. I said, yes, I am watching all this garbage and thank you for worrying about my soul. But the fact is, Catholics, a lot of Catholics, even Catholics you know, are in the evening when the lights go down, they're, they're looking for some way to unwind. And very often they're searching what's there. What's there, more often than not, is garbage. Right. So this particular friend of mine, he said, no, no, no we don't do that. And uh, poor guy, his wife was standing right there. She kind of put her hand up as like, well, actually, husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Called out. That's, that's never. Allison, you've never done that to your husband. Right? Oh, well. Never once. You know what, though, Patrick? <laughs> I I think that this is really, um, I, I feel like this, I, this is really beautiful. And I agree with you that not everyone is called to it. But when absolutely. we insist on sameness, it makes me absolutely lose my mind. But what you are Thank called you. to, Taylor and I were just talking earlier this afternoon about who are we modeling our lives after? Are we modeling our life after the Pharisees or are we modeling our life after Jesus? And the truth is, is that yeah. Jesus was not shocked by sin. He was not That's clutching right. his pearls of, over That's sin. Right. So right. I, I love it. I want to give you a big thumbs up. Well, thank you. You did. That's number two thumbs up. That's number two. There's more. From space to earth. That sounds really painful. Like the the force that it would take to give a high five from space. (laughs) I think that's called an asteroid. I think that's what that is. (laughs) Like that. The asteroid. So that's what we're talking about. As we jump into these shows today, and uh, there's, there's a lot of them. There's so many good things, so many bad things. Can I start this way, Taylor? Can I say this? The bad news. Okay. Let's put it like the bad news is that 98% of the shows out there, you would never want your kids to watch. Done. The good news, though, and this is what I, it kills me that my fellow evangelists haven't picked up on yet. It kills me that catechists aren't talking about it yet. The good news is that when you go through these shows and you actually analyze them, you're going to find two very important facts okay, across all of them. 
Here's the first fact that regardless of the show, the secular world is still madly in love with, captivated by big ideas. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. That, watch any show, any show, there's going to be a big idea. Why? Because we're human. We love big ideas. So they're going to talk about space. They're going to talk about time. They're going to talk about love. They're going to talk about the big human concepts. And that's a good thing. That means we have an entry point with them. Right. Because we Catholics, we know how to think. Yeah. We've got one of the greatest intellectual traditions in the world. Mm-hmm. So when someone on their show says, hey, this is what time is like, we can say, uh, hold, actually, hold on a sec. <laughs> or, hey, this is what real love is. We can say, you know what? We might have something to say about that. It's a beautiful and wonderful entry point for the person who wants to evangelize their friends who are watching these things all the time. So that's the first thing. And then conflict within it, right? I mean, the the good and evil, the concept of good and evil. Well, I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that. Having watched the numerous and numerous shows that I've seen, I I don't know how my eyes are still where they are. I've just seen too much. Uh, Unfortunately, even that is, is quickly eroding concept of good and evil you almost see in every series now at least once there is no such thing as good guys or bad guys hmm. they say this line it's like they have to fill it's like the uh, checklist well when do we say that line uh let's say make it season two episode three hmm. <laughs> i was watching one the other day and i was, I was saying to my wife wow they, they, it seems like there's good guys and bad guys and yet they they let me down which is they let what's me down that the- that line that you're referring to though do you mean like anything goes is that the line? Oh, no, that's a moral question. That's okay. a moral sense. What we're talking about is the show we were looking at was a series of unfortunate events. And Count Olaf in there is clearly a bad guy. He <laughs> wants to be a bad guy. He doesn't care if people. He's a bad guy. And yet in the show, one of the good characters said this line, there are no good guys and bad guys. Mm. So the kids are watching it and they're saying, oh, finally, there's a villain. There's a good guy. We know who to root for or not. But Hmm. even the heroes we're supposed to be on side with are Mm -hmm. telling us now, no, actually, you're wrong. Interesting. So is Lemony Snicket's on the... bad guy. You're a bad guy. Is Lemony Snicket's on the list then? Oh, I'm not even going to say. I grew up reading those books. You know what? As far as things go, I still think their show is one of the best ones out there, especially for families looking for Mm -hmm. uh, series to watch. But here's, here's the thing. If you know that these are out there, you can prepare yourself for them. You can prepare your children for them. And we had a great conversation about it. I have eight kids and we had an amazing conversation. About, is that true? Yeah. Is that true? And my kids were just up in arms. I can't believe they'd say that. <laughs> People so, raise their eyebrows you know about the things that we talk about in our home all the time. But for me, it's just a new way to talk about Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Like I, right. I, I watch a lot of TV. I, I love television. I watch a lot of Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you were talking, you were like, "Those secularists out there watching those TVs, like, no, that's that's me, you know, like no, I, exactly." I, that's, you know what the fact is? That's everybody right now, right? And yeah. and like, I, I love I love these concepts and these shows. I love like watching these things and being like, "Okay, what of this do I agree with? What of this do I not agree with?" And sure. and like like you've said, it's like, I mean, like my kids aren't really old enough to have this conversation with my kids, but like working in youth ministry, I like I know that they're watching these shows, so I have conversations Absolutely. with them, like you're already there what's what is true good and beautiful in this and then what and then what is not and like acknowledging the true good and beautiful allows for that conversation because if you're just like harry potter's the devil like i received when i was a kid like i don't i don't want to listen to those people anymore but we've we've been able to to open the door to be like look you're going to do this anyway how can we how can we navigate this to find some truth beauty and goodness within it yeah exactly exactly 
So we have, that's the first thing I think is so important. The second thing is the, on religious matters. And we're finally, I've almost been waiting for it for several years. I've been doing this several years now, and I've been waiting for that moment, at least culturally in the film world, in the television world, where it seems like they've actually lost all sense of their religious. You know what I mean? So as before we were in a post-Christian age, I kind of remembered things about Christianity. So they twist certain concepts. And sometimes the most dangerous people in the world are those who know just enough, right? We're actually at a point now with, in our shows, if you're watching, whenever the religious element comes up, they get it totally wrong. Totally wrong. And that's wonderful. That's, I, I'm trying to explain to my evangelist friends, that is such an opening. So when people are saying, well, a demon is just someone who spent a really long time in hell, you say, whoa, you're so off. <laughs> you're so off. And let me show you why you're so off. There's an opening there. And I've had so many fruitful conversations because we're hardwired for truth. People want to know the truth and they don't want to sound silly. So if they're saying, as one of my friends did the other day, no, demons are just this. Hold on a sec. Actually, I want you to sound smart when you're out there in the world. This is actually what that concept means. And he was so thankful. He said, I'm going to go share that with my friends. You see, that's a wonderful position to be in where their, their concept of religion is just so askew it's like starting fresh, right? If I'm going to teach you music, sometimes it's easier if you have no musical background at all. Right. right? You haven't built you, up the bad, like, uh, habits bad or anything. Habits, yeah. Bad skills, the bad ways of seeing things. It's fresh. And that is, oh, I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful. So those two elements that we're now seeing across the series, the shows, Netflix, Grave TV, whatever, whatever you're watching, you'll see that they're still captivated by the big ideas. And and there are blank slate when it comes to the religious questions. They don't have the baggage of those who've gone before us. They don't have the little debates that went nowhere. They're just asking, oh, I thought that's what it was. What is it? Can you explain it to me? And they're more than happy to get an intelligent, reasonable, and sometimes, as you know, fun answer. Right. And, and it's interesting that you that you bring that up because two of my favorite shows, and I think they mm -hmm. stand out because, like you were saying, most of the shows now are just – not dealing with it at all. But one like one of my favorite shows of all time and one of my favorite shows that I'm currently watching lost from years ago. Like, you know, it's like yeah. people are like it wasn't purgatory, but it had like these religious <laughs> ideas in it and it's like it's kind of yeah. purgatory Esque, right? And yeah. and then like the good place now where it's I like I was going to talk about the yeah, good place. It it talks about like heaven and hell and like obviously it's not like theologically accurate but there's so much conversation around those shows good place now and lost back in the day that it opens mm -hmm. doors to be able to like okay what actually is purgatory what do catholics believe and like exactly I, and and like with the good place now it's like what are the are, are, are you actually okay like where do you think you're gonna go when you die you know um, that's right yeah so is it I, just a checklist right and that's one of the things that comes out in the good place how do we get here? Well, it's about checklist. You've earned this many points. You didn't earn it. And the funny thing is, we know that people rebel against that concept just interiorly. Hold on. I want to be loved, not for what I do and haven't done. I just want to be loved. That's part of the human condition. And that show, they're trying to, we can give them this, they're trying to put the best that secularism has towards those questions in a beautiful format. What we can see is watching it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I've had some conversations over that show with uh, other friends. And I'm saying, do you think heaven or hell is like this? And they say, well, I, I certainly don't want it to be because that sounds wrong to me. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Like, it's what so silly. Like? <laughs> right. It is silly. 
it is silly, but because they don't have the concepts, they don't have this formation. Um, and again, going back to the second principle, there's so much great work we can do with them and helping them fall in love with truth, goodness, and beauty, as you say. Yeah. So we're, we're getting to the end of our time here. So I want you to do whatever one what? is, is, yeah, we are, Taylor, man. You're have, I'm coming back. That's it. <laughs> So my, my last question before we get in, into, into closing this thing out, like what is the one show that you have found not necessarily, not necessarily the greatest or the best, but the most intrigue for Catholics out there in just the regular world? Uh, it's, it's a tough question. Okay. Can I give you three? Can I just give you three? <laughs> sure. Just, okay. Frankenstein Chronicles. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check out the Frankenstein Chronicles. One of the reasons why is it's done extremely well. And it challenges people, what is the Catholic concept of life, death, resurrection in an intelligent way? And one of the things I love about it is it's the religious person who stands up against the injustice of the religious movement. And the character, who's actually the protagonist, in it, he's likable. He's, he's a figure who's trying to seek up the truth. He's extremely likable. That's one of them. Okay, you're with me so far? Real yep. quick. Supernatural. Supernatural. My Supernatural. sister loves that show. Seven, eight. 25 seasons. I don't even know. <laughs> but what's fantastic about it is if you know your faith, you just invite people over and have a party. It's so bad all over the place. It's awesome. You know, they're just so wrong everywhere. It's funny. And you can have so much fun with that. To me, that that's just brilliant. Uh, here's another, just because I know we're, we're running out of time. I want to shock your viewers right now. Here, ready? I'm going to shock them and they're going to call and hate you and I won't be here, so it's all on you, Taylor. That's fine. It's very normal. Game of Thrones. I knew you were going to say Game of Thrones. I love it. Why? Why Game of Thrones? They're making myth beautiful. And now it's the job of the evangelist, people like you and I, to say what is myth, what is not myth. And all throughout that series... It's the old religion versus the new religion. It's those who go to the wall to protect people from a thing they've never seen. It's, is that real? Are giants real? Giants are spoken about in the Bible. We're going to do a whole show on that. Game of Thrones, if you can get past it's muddy, it's dirty, it's sinful, and there's a lot of sinful stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. This is such an opportunity to evangelize people steeped in the culture. Remember, last thoughts, Taylor, we're soldiers in an epic war for God. They're stuck. They've been wounded. Get in there and pull them out. Done. From Canada in space. <laughs> From Canada in space. Signing out. Patrick <laughs> Sullivan. Yeah, like I was like, because it's so hated in Catholic circles, I held it in for so long. And, and, and like finally last year, I was just like, you know what? I watched this show. If you want to hate me, you yeah. can hate me. But like, yeah, I, I, I but the me. same thing. Like, it is the single most popular television show to ever exist. People are already watching it. Catholics are watching it. Non-Catholics are watching it. And like, somebody has to watch it and, and be able to speak about it. So, That's right. uh, I do want to. I do want to let you plug all of your stuff before you get out of here. So, where can people oh, find you? Okay. And uh, and I know you're doing. Speaking of the eight kids that you have and what shows kids could watch, <laughs> I hear you have this this project for kids. You got sixty seconds to plug it. 60 seconds. Okay. Evango does a lot. If you want to check me out, go to evango.net and you'll see the wide assortment of things we do. But right now, the biggest thing to hit the scene is me and my house. It's the epic Catholic parenting uh, program where you have a movement for helping Catholic parents in the church. Parents are hurting. So our Evango evangelization team has produced something epic that's you're going to see it the next year all over the United States, all of Canada, even in Europe. Um, basically practical and theological ways to help your kids be awesome, a.k.a. saints. (laughs) 
aka Like Us. All right, man. Thank you so much for uh, this is my first interview we've ever done in space. It went really well. The connection was fantastic. Uh, thanks for your time, man. And uh, I look forward to uh, keeping track with you. Thanks, Taylor. Nice to meet you, Patrick. All right, we will nice be right. We'll be right back for our final segment to decide what the heck am I actually going to do for Lent. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. Still joined in the studio by Allison Marie Sullivan. <laughs> That's not right. You know, so this is a thing. Like, I always, like, make up slash guess people's middle names. Yeah. I don't know yours. Yeah. I do, too. I do that, too, to get people in trouble so that they'll, like, sit up a little straighter, and I'll end up making up a middle name. That's funny. We both do that. My middle name is Sloan. Really? Yeah. I was always really insecure about it until Ferris Bueller's girlfriend was named Sloan in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and she was gorgeous and lovely. I'm glad right after you told me that your middle name was Sloan, mm-hmm. you you right you know me so well, right from the beginning, you're like, I used to be very insecure about it. Out, on the tip of my tongue was a was joke. A, was a joke so about making fun of me. We're just going to move forward. It's what you do. <laughs> what was the joke, though? I still want to know. Oh, no, it's too You late. can't hurt me. It's, it's too you... <laughs> she said, and then I say it. <laughs> I'd rather I not challenge you. you to that, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, let's, let's not do that. So, <laughs> In our, in our first segment, we talked. About, we got to. We got at the end to talking about how I don't know what the heck I'm doing for Lent. This is our mm. second annual right. limping into Lent limping show. Limping into Lent. <laughs> so yes, I am limping into Lent. I have seen on social media that most others are as well. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it didn't sneak up on us. No, but n- not many of us actually planned for this. Right to the point that, like my co-host last week, Sean McAfee, was like, "Hey, like." talking about last week's show. We need to talk about Lent now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have any content for that. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. So uh, like any good host, I let everyone else do my show prep for me. So I put out on Instagram and Twitter. Look at you delegating. Oh, no, it's, it's... It's leadership is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, whatever name, that the word that I can put on my uh, LinkedIn page to make uh-huh. me look more attractive to suitors. That was a weird way to say that. Right. Um, I'm such a leader. I love our audience. The last time you were on, yeah. I said I don't like our audience in jest. I, I love our audience, and stuff like this proves it. So uh, just as, as a recap, I was sitting in mass uh, talking about, you know, or listening to Sirach where it says, when a sieve is shaken, the husks appear, so do one's faults when one speaks. Yes. The people that listen to the show know what my faults are. Yeah. So, like, I want to grow mm-hmm. in holiness and be a better person this Lent. Yes. So I put it to the—I crowdsource this, and you and I— Today, on the, in this segment, before mm-hmm. we leave here, mm-hmm. are going to decide what Taylor is doing yes. in Lent. Okay, are you ready for these suggestions? You have not been prepped for this. You don't know what any of these people are going to say. Are you ready for this? I'm, I couldn't be more ready. Okay, two people said essentially the same thing. One of them said, start every show with a whisper or chant. The second person said, give up <laughs> screaming at the start of your podcast. Oh, same, same. And then so the- like in parentheses said, uh- kidding. Right. Oh. So I, 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 I don't think she's kidding or he. It's a very, very manly man, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, Mr. Picorni. So, <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. So, so, hi, Mr. Picorni. So, hi, how are you? Uh, so 
for the first one, whisper or chant. I've already tried chanting once, and I was called out by one of our listeners that I wasn't chanting anything holy. I was chanting the Halo theme song. <laughs> so we've we've tried that, and I'm and not that, going okay, to chant. So, but I, so this is one of. The, do you? What do you think? Do you think that I should stop yelling? Do you think I should whisper? What do you think about this intro? I, I we've discussed how I experience the yelling. It's jarring. It makes me spill things. It makes me bite my tongue. It it's shocking. So I don't. And by the way, when I ever lose it, like with my kids or my home, it's because things have gotten too loud. So I think I might be a little noise sensitive. But I say yes, it needs to change. Okay, then then that's absolutely I'm keeping it. Sweet, uh, I'm, I'm nev- just like that. I'm never gonna change. But, Look at you, you're so amenable. But, but for you, but for you, yeah. for the for the people that suggested this, I'm not going to do it for Lynn. I'm not changing my intro. But I'll I'll give you a taste of what you that would be. You just said you like. were doing it. No, I'm not. I said I'm not doing it. Then you said it. I thought you were playing along and being silly. Oh no, I'm not changing it. Ugh. I'm not changing. So then, it. what are we doing this for? These are the suggestions, and we're going through. I'm not doing all of them. Ugh. Some of them are really Go stupid. ahead. Okay. Go on. So here's what the intro would sound like if I whispered. Okay? okay. You ready for this? <laughs> so you're just teasing us. Yes. That's what I do. Tease Taylor. That was my nickname in 10th grade. I don't want to know. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And welcome to Forte Catholic. Stop it. Right now. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. <laughs> You're right. You need to yell. We are so excited for to have you in today. Mm-mm. This is fantastic, and, and I love you all very much. This is like NPR. We're going to grow in holiness together today? <laughs> yeah. No one wants that. We're not doing that. I'm going to keep yelling. And you're all just going to have to deal with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, second suggestion that I'll actually uh, – uh, that one I was vehemently against, so I wasn't even going to let you have an opinion there. This, The, the rest of these, I got to get your input on. Okay. okay. All right. Johnny Philp, everyone's favorite drummer, says, give up your bed. I did that one year, and it was awesome. What are your thoughts on me giving up my bed for Lent? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, So just a little discomfort? Yeah, yeah. Like a cold shower or like a stone in your shoe. Is that a thing? I heard I heard that's a thing people do on purpose, and I think those people are insane. <laughs> Including, now that I say that out loud on Catholic Radio, I think a saint did that, and I think that person's insane as well. Oh. Not all of them. I mean, Here they did come the emails. Holy. Here they come. They did something holy, mm-hmm. but not, not the rock. <laughs> I don't know who you are, saint so-and-so. No, you could give up your bed. Okay. Do you like to camp? No. Me neither. <laughs> Not at all. You know what? And I'm fine with the point deduction. For a long time, it was like, oh, you're supposed to love camping. Camping's cool. And I'm like, I hate camping, but I kept it a secret. And now I'm like blaring it. No, I've always. Owning it. I've always been. It's the worst. Very That's why. That. Um, so here's what I would do if I, if all it says is give up your bed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say anything about anyone else's bed. We have a guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. I just sleep there every night. <laughs> that is no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say every bed. When I travel, there's a hotel bed. That's that not is, my bed. That is what you call a loophole. I'm, that's what I'm really good at, <laughs> is finding loopholes in faith, in school when I was growing up, in everything that I do. You're actually the worst. Okay. Forte Catholic, you're listening to it. Okay. Uh, Swole Catholic, who I had on the show a while back, and they're all about working out. He said, work out every day. And then in parentheses, says the funniest thing in the world. Even if you already do that, keep doing it. LOL. <laughs> do <laughs> I knows. look like a person that works out every day, Allison? He Sullivan? knows. He knows. Uh, what do you think about me working out every day? 
Um, I don't know. I think it takes away from time with your family. I mean, every day feels a little excessive. Okay. So we're, we're feeling very lukewarm on that suggestion. Um, this one (laughs) again, absolutely not. My friends over at the You know that this entices me to it. Just, I mean, mean, if you're vehemently opposed, I'm more interested. Okay. I I have been very publicly against Exodus 90 for months. Yeah. And my friends slash quote unquote friends over at Catholic Coaster, (laughs) who are also quote unquote Canadian, uh, they said Exodus 90. They're just being jerks. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just public, inf- like private information right. that they wanted. They wanted to just poke me with, and I just made it public. Take that, Canada. Taylor, they're trying to help you be better. They're they're calling you to be more detached from the things that keep you separated. I can That's do that without excess ninety. Stop yelling at me. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a this. I I like this one. Let's see what you think. Okay. Keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Baseball kid four one four. I don't know what those numbers mean. But he says, pray fast and give alms. Boom. <laughs> now that's clever. <laughs> Where did he get that? Very original. <laughs> so like, okay. So I like the prayer thing, sure. Fasting is the one that I'm I'm difficult with. But oh, we're gonna we're gonna find it's something. So hard that, is why. Giving alms. I I uh I can do that. You know how we just talked about me being a Puritan in college? Yes. So so I would fast, but I had to tell everybody about it. I would be like, oh, I'm sorry I can't complete a sentence because I'm fasting today. <laughs> I was really super annoying about it. Then That's what everyone doing Exodus 90 sounds like. Right really? Now. Yeah. Really? Right. No one well, can hear them because they're not on social media, but I, I've met them in person and they're and very they're, And they're sad. terrible to be around. Okay, well, that was like, <laughs> that was my graduation. So I got a little bit better at fasting when I wasn't, you know, standing on a corner telling everybody about it. But I was just impossible to be around. I was so cranky. I'm a little better now, but I wouldn't say I'm good. You are a, a little better. I would agree with that. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, very Catholic problems replied, wear only one pair of shoes because some people don't have any. Okay. I like that. I, I, I like it too. Except, you know how they have to like pick you something? You got to choose a versatile pair, man. Oh, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to choosing things for Lent, you need to choose things that are a little difficult, right? Like not impossible, like Exodus 90, but do things that are a little difficult, right? Like currently today, I'm wearing my nicest khakis. I'm wearing a, a pretty nice long sleeve you, shirt. You do look nice today, I, I noticed. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I've, I've got a nice jacket over there. You do? And I'm looking at Allison, it. Allison, I want you to describe the shoes that I'm wearing right now. They're they're black tennis shoes. They're lovely. They're black tennis shoes that are that are, used to be white on the bottom. Now they're brown. These are my Asics running shoes. Yeah, I wear these for absolutely everything. Okay, so that wouldn't be. So a, it, I yeah. already do this, right? And it's not for like holiness. It's like I I am very large and weigh a lot, which leads to plantar fasciitis. So I don't wear anything that aren't comfortable. Right. Okay. Can I? I would like to know the specifics of what you don't like about. What is it? 90X? Exodus We can't 90. get into that. We've done that we, for that's weeks done. in the last few shows. No, okay, give it, me the one thing that's impossible for you. It, just, is, the it, one is, thing. it, is, it is way too much and impossible in and of itself. Impossible oh my gosh. Word. Okay, fine. Okay, quotes Catholic says, grow your hair, resist from shaving. Now, <laughs> I don't know what this means. You, I, there are a lot of things it could mean. What do you think this means? <laughs> I would like for you to, <laughs> to grow the sides of your hair out. <laughs> exactly. I think this is a bald joke. Is it, hold on, is it curly? 
Do you have curly hair? I, I when I had hair, it curled. Uh huh. And no, it's just very straight, and I look really stupid. I think that's the desire. I'm like, maybe right. I think this is yes. like growing humility. Yes, look like a dummy for forty plus days. Bozo the clown is what we're after. Bozo the clown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's on the table. We might do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is going to kill that person who suggested that. Okay, um, Zana Miller, who I met leading a worship for a retreat. Says, I'm going to do at least one chapter of the Gospels and a rosary every day. There was also someone who responded on Twitter telling me what they were going to do. People, that's not what I asked. This isn't about you. This is about me. She's I didn't ask for your... lovingly <laughs> giving you a suggestion. <laughs> no, this is just saying what, what they're doing. Zana, I hear you. Zana, I like you a lot. You're cool. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, we're just ignoring it because it was about her. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Hannah Gonaville. Gun- Taylor, Go- this is all about us. All of us are trying to encourage you to do things that make you more bearable to be around. Oh, now I'm unbearable to be around. <laughs> Wonderful. This is Remember earlier when I asked you for something that's I'm wrong like, with me? I'm it's all to coming out now. Conjure up my holiest self to stay <laughs> kind in here. <laughs> so proud of you. We have four It's more. all about us. It's, it's all about it's us. It's all about me, okay? Yeah. Uh Five more. I'm going to try to do the examine every night for Lent. You used to be Protestant. Do you know what an examine is? I have conscience? I, yes. 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 You're very good. <laughs> you're very, very good. Yeah. The examine is like an examination of conscience where every day you lay in bed and you're like, what did I do well today? And also, what else did I do with my other 23 hours? <laughs> well, here's where you make fun of me because I'm telling you something I did, and this has to remain all about you. But I do have um, little stickers on my mirror, on my bathroom mirror, because that's where I brush my teeth morning and night, sometimes lunch. And it says prepare and examine. And so in the morning, you prepare, and then at night, you examine. See? It's good. It's very good. You only look at yourself in the mirror twice a day? You just you watched me ogle myself in that um, in our little Zoom interview. I sure did. Okay, a couple more. Um, this one was one of the funniest ones from my best friend. Okay, he says like a lot of people give up soft drinks and coffee stuff. Sure, he says no more diet coke. Yeah. Only coke zero. <laughs> Only coke. <laughs> it's very oddly specific. I feel like you've done that before. Um, give up all other liquids and drink only coffee. Oh. <laughs> Wow. He's trying to hospitalize you. Oh, man. I would do the exact opposite of whisper in my intro if I was just jacked <laughs> up on coffee the whole time. They'd be spiking all over the place. Now, I'm not going to do that, but geez Louise, that was a great suggestion. Okay. One of the one of the students at our, at our local Catholic school who's on the track team said, give up track practice for everyone. Ah, <laughs> clever. Very clever. No. This one's interesting. I think this one was meant as a joke. It might have been serious, just knowing the person it came from. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in this one. Okay. Tell me what you think. Start a GoFundMe to shave your beard and donate the proceeds to charity. <laughs> what You're laughing. What are your <laughs> thoughts about this? I mean, is that hair useful for anything? What do you mean it's useful for anything? <laughs> I mean... I don't think that hair is useful. Like for a Brillo pad? I mean, for what? Like, what would who would you give it to? Who wants that? No, no, I'm not giving my beard to someone. I'm giving the money that was raised for people to shave my beard. Oh. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. It's a new down pillow from Forte Catholic filled only oh, with my beard hairs. <laughs> it would take me years to make one pillow. Oh, my gosh. Well, I thought. They were going to, like, glue it onto, like, you know, Barbies. <laughs> no, that's not what's happening. Okay. So but... now that you understand the concept. Yeah. What, what do you think no, about that? No, that's good. So, like, it's I would good. say, like, okay, if we get up to $1,500, I'll save my beard on Easter. Yeah. And I'll donate to a, my favorite charity. Yeah. I don't think it'll work because, like, radical beards are so commonplace these days. They are. I think there would be a revolt and it would be a lot of fun. Okay. So, okay, those are our suggestions. I think the leaders are that one. Pray fast and give alms, which is is pretty pretty interesting. Giving up the bed, working out every day. What do you think? What do you think I should do? You get to decide. We have thirty seconds. Oh, the beard. The beard one. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going to set up a GoFundMe page, and if we get to fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. I will shave my beard on Easter. I will look like a small child, and then I will give the money to a charity that I'll decide over the next few weeks. Okay. Also, as we make our way out of here. Um, one, I think you should call your mom, by the way, for Lent. Call my mom? Every, like every day or every other day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Like like you, you've proven people can't handle me for that long. <laughs> um, she, she's like, Allison, <laughs> shush it. <laughs> you know what? I will call my mom more. I'll do that. Yeah. Also, um, the last thing is that as I was doing this, James Cotts on Twitter said that I should actually keep what I'm doing for Lent a secret mm. and have people guess what I'm actually doing. There, there are some that's other good. things that I prayed through in Mass the other day that I am going to do throughout Lent. That's great. Let, I love that. Respond to me at Taylor Schroll on Twitter, Instagram, shoot me an email, ForteCatholic.com. Find all of it. What do you think I'm doing other than this GoFundMe page? And the person who gets the answer closest to the right answer, I will give a prize at Easter. All right, guys. This was so much fun. Allison, thank you. I love you. You're awesome. Love you, Taylor. Love you. All right. This has been Forte Catholic. I'll be back next week with the Bishop. Say it. Hello, friends. You made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Now, here's the real deal. If you listened all this way, it means that you liked it in some capacity. Here's what I need you to do. Take 30 seconds before you listen to the next episode. Search in your iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Search for Forte Catholic. Go give it a review. It'll take you 30 seconds and will help me out a lot. And it'll help you help others make Catholicism fun again, which is essentially like evangelizing. So you're off the hook for that today. If you give me a review, go do it. Otherwise, I will be sad. Oh, have a good week.